Welcome to the Every Morning Quarterback. We got a special NFC West preview show for you today. Um, kind of kicking off our four weeks straight of NFL previews. We got Zach from the Every Morning Quarterback is joining me as well. Anthony, and of course, we got Downtown Rams with us. Jake, how are you, man? How's it going, guys? It's going well, Good, man. Welcome. NFL season is almost around the corner, so. I can, yes, I can smell smell that leather, smell the pigskin. I'm ready to go. No, uh, I'm um, I'm with you there. Uh, I gotta be fully honest with you. One of our co-hosts that could not make it here uh, today for this broadcast is taking a lot of credit for the Rams' run last year because we had this whole segment. Zach, what was there? Five, six games left. Um, yeah, when it was we like kind seven of days. yeah, we kind of each picked a team that was gonna climb out of the playoff bubble and into the playoffs, and a team that was done. And he dunned the Rams, who at that time were winning the division. He like looked at their schedule and was like, no, this team is done. They're going to be cooked. It was the week after they got smacked by, I think it was the Packers. So he was very like recency biased. But he picked them to be done. I had a whole Mortal Kombat graphic, Jake. They were pulling the heart out of the Rams. It was graphic. Um, so, yeah, he, he, he's taking full credit. The Rams, I don't think, lost a game. He then he then picked against them the entire playoff run too. So yeah, I yeah, think he may have picked them against the Cardinals, but other than that, he didn't. So yeah, sounds like uh, half of my audience uh, during my live streams, they'd be like, "Oh, like every single time they would lose, and I'd go live after every single game." They'd be like, "So Jake, you want to come down off that uh, that Super Bowl winning high horse there?" And I'm like, "They're they're still gonna win the Super Bowl. I don't know why you're even like." And I just I stuck by it, and and the reason was, I mean, you know, it started in January when they made that trade for Matthew Stafford. I don't think anybody truly grasped how much of an upgrade that was, and how good of a team they were. I mean, they were with Jared Goff. They had the best defense in 2020. They had a top 10 rushing attack, which then turned into a, a 24th overall rushing attack with Stafford, and they still won the freaking Super Bowl. So. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah, I could not. There was was nothing that could happen as long as Stafford stayed healthy and they, the majority of their core players stayed healthy. There was nothing that was going to deter me from not picking them and sticking with them all the way to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, five six games left to Dunham was something that we were all cheering them on. We're like, yeah, baby, let's go. Um, and here's a live, here's a live look into how that leap of uh, faith. You out. thinking what I'm thinking, part? Aim for the bushes. Didn't really work out too well. That's about that's about oh, what man. you get on that. Uh, I like the Foo yeah. Fighters there. Oh, you got to have that in the background <laughs> there too. Rest in peace. Oh. Um, but yeah, we uh, we got a we got a packed show for you guys here today. It's gonna be a lot of fun talking with you here. Rams are obviously the key focus, and let's start right there because the Rams have a chance to pull off what no team has pulled off since the New England Patriots did it a couple of times, but to repeat as Super Bowl champs. So what stands in the Rams' way, both inside of their own team, but also kind of within the NFC, from making that happen, Jake? Well, you know, to to repeat is obviously a ridiculously difficult thing, Um, you know. But I will say this, when you look at what is around them, um, you know, the Packers don't seem like the Packers, you know, going into this year, even though Rodgers is back, they just don't feel as, and maybe I'm off base, but just looking at all the teams, like I think they're in jeopardy of, of not winning that division. I, I could totally see Minnesota stealing that division. Um, that. Yeah. Barring, then, injury, barring injury, I can't see it, but maybe. Then you look at the NFC West and I think it's the most overrated division of football because everyone is so focused on what Seattle's done with Russell Wilson over the years and Arizona last year. But when you really look at it, it's a two horse race with the Rams and the 49ers. And I I don't really know. I, I feel like Arizona fans are not ready for the 
sheer disappointment that is coming their way this year. I'm with um, you. I'm I think with Seattle you. could be better than Arizona this year. I really do. Wow. Uh, so I look at that division, and I don't think there's anybody to really worry about aside from the Niners. Um, and I still think they're a better football team than the Niners, and the Niners are going to be starting a quarterback that's a lot, you know, fewer as far as experience, uh, a lot, you know, more inexperienced than, say, Stafford. But Maybe. they do have a good, you know, they have a good roster. And then you look at Tampa, and for whatever reason, like everybody on ESPN and whatnot um, is crowning Tampa to win the NFC, you know, because Tom Brady came out of retirement, and he's the only one to ever do that, that whole thing. Um, you know, and then you look at the Saints, and you're like, all right, you know, really interesting there. Dennis Allen's now the uh, the head coach. I, I, well, I do like him, um, and I like Jameis Winston. I don't know if there's enough there to say they're better than the Rams or – you know, a team like that. So then you look at the NFC East and I know everyone wants to talk about the Cowboys all the time because while they're America's team, they're yeah. worth more than any team in the history of franchises, Earth. you know? So <laughs> I, I get that, but I don't even think they're going to win that division. I think it's the Eagles division. And I'll, I'll say this. I don't worry about the Eagles. So what it really comes down to is then if you want to repeat, you know, I just mentioned the Packers are interesting, but not really as tough as before. Uh, the Vikings are intriguing, especially with that familiarity factor. Uh, if they do play in the NFC title game, I mean, you know, if that were to happen, you have to keep in mind that the OC from the Rams, Kevin O'Connell, is now the head coach for the Vikings. So yeah. there is some, you know, familiar factor there. But on top of that, you know, then you have Tampa, who, I mean, we can still keep we can keep crowning Tampa all we want, but you know, Tom Brady with Tampa Bay is zero and three versus Sean McVay. Those are the facts. So, not really too worried about them. So, I re- what it really does come down to is I think it's going to be a repeat uh, of the NFC title game. I think it's going to be Rams mm-hmm. and 49ers, and that will decide that. Which I do yeah. think the Rams That'd will be cool. win that. Um, <laughs> but the biggest issue, guys, to repeat is not the NFC. It's winning the Super Bowl, which would be the AFC. Uh, When you look at the AFC West, playing them, you know, you have to play everybody in the AFC West. And then your 17th game last year was the Ravens. That should have been way tougher than it was. Uh, It ended up being tough. They barely won that game uh, without Lamar Jackson and company. (laughs) But it was supposed to be a lot tougher. Uh, you know, before they lost their entire team. Was that a hunt? Was that a Huntley game? Was that it was that, yeah. that was a Huntley game? Was, yeah, yeah. It was a Huntley game. Oh, yeah. uh, Beck, Beckham really won you that game. I mean, that yeah, he that fourth down there. catch that he had was crazy. But you know, you look at that, and of course, the expansive game this year is now Buffalo. So the Rams are essentially playing wow. maybe the five best teams in the AFC in the five AFC games they play. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. So wow. that is really the biggest concern because then you get into what if you go 0-5? Let's just I'm not saying it's possible because it, you know it is the Rams. They're one of the top teams. They're probably not going 0-5. But I mean, let's just say they go 0-5 in the AFC. Yeah. Now, you know, the best record that you can have is you could go 12 and 5. And that's being undefeated in the NFC, which you haven't beaten the Packers in Sean McVay's tenure. And while well, you have, you haven't beaten them with uh, LaFleur and you're what one in six or, you know, whatever against the Niners. So yeah. Yeah. Th- that's something there. But what I will also say is it's not just the regular season, it's getting the Super Bowl. When you get there, you're going to have to play Buffalo Bills, you know, Josh Allen, who I do think is the best quarterback in football. He's then, up there, man. He's yeah, he is a legitimate threat. Yeah, and then you have Patrick Mahomes, who's also yeah. right up there at the top. And then you know we're not even talking about the fact, like you know, mention those five teams, you know, especially the AFC West. You know, between Russell Wilson and the Broncos, Derek Carr's underrated Raiders that just honestly they could win that division, and people still wouldn't be giving him credit. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers with Justin Herbert, and of course Brandon Staley having that familiarity there because he was the former defensive coordinator. But keep this in mind. Joe Burrow was just playing in the Super Bowl. We can't forget about the Bengals. And while we're at it, we can't forget about the Ravens we just talked about because the Ravens are now back and healthy. And honestly, I think they look just as good, if not better, 
uh, than last season healthy. So that's another thing on top of that. I don't really worry about the Cleveland Browns. The Steelers are intriguing. They look to me like they could be a 2020 LA Rams where they got an elite defense coming in and then maybe their offense is somewhat okay, but you know, they could still win games just because of their defense and their running game with Najee Harris. Um, you know, and there are other teams as well. I think Indy is incredibly interesting now with Matt Ryan. I, I, you know, Tennessee has already shown you they can do a lot, even without Derrick Henry, uh, you know, continuing to win those games last year and getting to the playoffs. So there are definitely teams around, but those teams in general that I'm talking about, the, the AFC West and then the Bengals, who are just in the Super Bowl, those are the teams that stand in the Rams' way. I think the Rams are and should be considered the favorite in the NFC. But as far as the AFC goes, you know, the Rams do have a target on their back, and they're already going to see these teams. So there's a good chance that if they're in the Super Bowl, it's going to be a rematch uh, of a game earlier in the regular season. Mm. Um, well, what I like about the Rams is that they found ways to different ways to win last year. It, you know, Stafford would play bad. The defense would play really well. They'd win. Oh, it's exact. Like got frozen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I'm going to piggyback because we were just actually talking about this before you even came on. Is that they used to be 2020? It was the Rams. The Rams defense won games. Jared Goff tried not to lose. The year before that, they were winning shoot. It was like the opposite. They were winning shootouts. Jared Goff has actually had a great year, and they were winning shootouts, especially that game against Kansas City last year. They seemed to go on a stretch where Stafford kind of carried the team a little bit. Then it was the defense, and then when Beckham in that Baltimore game flipped it into gear. Uh, that seemed to really take over, and the whole entire team just was unstoppable. Um, so talk to us a little bit about if you had to choose um, somebody Sorry. on the Rams. No, you're all right. <laughs> somebody on the Rams this year. You, we, saw, we saw that Beckham kind of didn't come out of nowhere, but he surged at the end of the year. Who's a player on the Rams this year to watch that maybe he's kind of flying under the radar. No one's talking about him. Rams got a lot of stars. Who's a guy that we're not talking about that could make that big impact for the Rams on the field? Well, I feel like the guy we're not talking about is a star, and that is Allen Robinson. Um, this is somebody mm. that I think can lead the league in receiving this year. And, you know, I'll say that over and over again because, you know, you look at what Cooper Cup did last year. He's not emulating the same thing. There's a lot of things that had to go Cooper Cup's way as far as target share is concerned. But furthermore, as great as he was, because that's not to take anything away from him. He made the plays, and I'm a big fan of his. He just does so many different things yeah. incredibly well. But with Allen Robinson coming off a year where he had a little over 400 yards, his worst career season ever. I mean, you would never expect it from a guy that had 1,400 yards with Blake Bortles. You know, guy that, I mean, his best quarterback for his career is either Andy Dalton, Blake Bortles. It's somebody like that. Nick Foles. Maybe even Justin Fields last year as a rookie might have been the most talented quarterback he's ever been around. So now he's with Stafford. Now he's with Stafford. He's around Cooper Cup. He was the guy in Jacksonville. You know, he was the guy. So there wasn't really another guy to take the load off him. DJ Chart came to the Jaguars after he had already left. So that didn't, you know, he never played with him. And then you look at, of course, Chicago. It's like the first year you could argue he finally had another guy that was not as good as him, but really good and could kind of take the pressure off him as far as double and all that uh, would be last year with Mooney. And he was never at any point really healthy. I think he was checked out of the offense and I can't really blame him because Matt Nagy was just a literally a potato calling plays last year. So, you know, I, I mean, I can't blame the guy. Uh, so, you know, now he signs this deal with the Rams three year deal. He's going to be the guy opposite of Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is going to get those double teams. You can't possibly look at last season, 2,400 yards, 22 touchdowns, you know, when you factor in the postseason and say, yeah, we're just going to single Cooper and it'll be all good. Like, no. And you have to keep this in mind. Uh, Matthew Stafford has already shown you that he can do what he did with guys like Ben Skoranek having to play 
serious reps. Uh, guys like, you know, Cooper Cup and Odell, but also, like I mentioned, Skoranek, Van Jefferson. He's really thrown to everyone, even going back to, you know, the Lions throwing to, I'll, I'll never forget the, the throw he made across the middle of the field against the Titans his last year in Detroit. There was a bomb down the field, seam buster, to the fourth string tight end, Hunter Bryant, you know, simple things like that. Like, he doesn't care who he's throwing to, but now he's incredibly accurate, and now he's got a guy with a just unlimited catch radius, a guy that's going to turn 50-50 balls into 80-20 balls. And this is somebody that the Rams really, just this type of archetype of receiver, they haven't had. Like, they've had Josh Reynolds, who they thought and they called was the jump ball guy. Wait until you see, I mean, I, I say this to Rams fans all the time, wait until you see Allen Robinson. If you think last year is going to bleed into this year, you're sadly mistaken. Last year was a combination of injury, um, and, and on top of that, just being in an offense that was incredibly predictable and incredibly stupid in general. So now you're with Sean McVay, you're alongside Cooper Cup, and you have Matthew Stafford throwing you the football, I think things are going to be pretty darn good for number one in L.A. Are you at all concerned about the running game? Mm. Not really, because I don't think they're going to run the ball a lot. Uh, you know, and, and that's the, the thing, is that I think they could run the ball, and I think, you know, Cam Akers could have 1,000 yards if he stays healthy. I think Henderson could easily go over 1,000 if he stays healthy. Uh, in a way, he's the most underrated in the backfield because what he does is just not appreciated by fans and, and media members alike. Uh, they do not win that Super Bowl without him. His four catches in that Super Bowl to go over 40 yards were just as important as uh, you know Bryson Hopkins, the uh, third-string tight end, coming in and making those catches. I mean, you don't win the Super Bowl without those two. So, you know, what Henderson's done, he's actually been the most efficient running back in the Rams' backfield since Todd Gurley. And I just don't think he gets enough credit. And, you know, when you look at him, if he were to stay healthy, he could easily have, you know, a 1,500-plus yard season if you combine receiving and, you know, obviously rushing. Now, the thing with the Rams is that they added, or rather they brought back, uh, you know, their old um, offensive coach, and, you know, now he's the OC from uh, Kentucky. And, um, you know, he turned Kentucky into a top four SEC offense. Um, you know, and I'm totally forgetting his name right now. So I was trying to keep going until I could remember. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. I'm also blanking on that. Yeah, I I've said his name so many times and now I can't remember. But, um, oh, Liam Cohen. There we go. So Liam Cohen is very pass happy, uh, uh, you know, minded and, and that approach they took at Kentucky. Just go back and, and watch the way they use Wandale Robinson and you'll, you'll see right off the bat. But uh, you know, looking at that, I feel as though they're going to lean more on the, uh, the deep ball. And, and I think their moves speak volumes to what they want to do by going out and getting Allen Robinson, trading away, Robert Woods, they're going kind of further away from the short and intermediate and going to more of a vertical passing attack. Stafford loves to go deep. Yeah. yeah. And he loves yeah. the big receiver to throw the ball up to. So and, and he hasn't had that in LA. So now, now he'll he have hasn't. that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even really consider that, that the trading of Robert Woods, right? So a lot of people would think with a healthy Robert Woods, that offense is still one of the top in, in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. Woods, yeah. Bringing Allen Robinson to different, type of offense and you're right it's not woods's strength was yards after the catch right woods is catching a short ball and turning it into something i think it's smart because like you said teams are going to key in on cup after what he did it, and you need to stretch the field you need to have that option to keep cup open at, at certain times i'm sure they'll figure it out and cup is a wildly uh talented pr player and yeah. i'm sure he'll have a big year i just don't think he'll have two thousand yards again right Right. <laughs> no, I, I I don't think he will either. I, I mean, fifteen hundred certainly doable. That's kind of where, like, I have Robinson lead in the league and receiving, so I have him like late sixteen hundred, close to seventeen hundred yards. Um, which, if you think about it, going back to I believe the year Julio Jones led the league in receiving was like six years ago. That was the last time like anybody went over sixteen hundred uh, before a Cup. So. I know people will be like, that's way too low. But I'm like, 
Justin Jefferson had 1650 last year or whatever, or 1550. Like it it's really, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, so I think we're going to have some sort of a, it's kind of the similar thing, like with baseball, with home runs, you know, some years you have 60 as the leader. Sometimes yeah. you have weird years where it's 42 is enough. I think it's kind of the same thing. And so I think, you know, receiving yards will be down a little bit more this year because just the sheer amount of talent all over the place. I mean, you, you know, that's the thing that people need to take into account is that, yes, obviously like injuries are going to happen, but I'm not going to predict injuries. Right. So, you know, what it comes down to is right now there's so much in LA uh, as far as, you know, what Stafford has to work with where that's great. But if you're look, if you're, you know, a stats guy and you want somebody to go over a certain, you know, Calvin Johnson record, it's just not in the cards this year because, you know, Robert Woods went down. But before Robert Woods went down last year, he took a backseat, you know, and, and they used him in those rub combinations to get Cooper Cup open. So that's the thing is now, you know, a lot of things had to go Cooper Cup's way. Like I mentioned earlier, Woods going down, OBJ comes in and he doesn't even know the offense. So he's trying to learn the offense on the fly. Uh, Deshaun Jackson bailing on a a seven and one team because he wants more targets, which is like, I, I don't even know, man. He certainly got him on the Raiders. Yeah. yeah. Were you surprised though? I was, I wasn't, I didn't even want him to begin with. I, I felt like he was going to stunt Van Jefferson's growth. And I don't think, he, you know. I don't think you win the Super Bowl if you don't bring in Beckham. I think that was a very savvy move. I, yeah. In the first couple of games, we all said, Oh, this is still Cleveland Odell. And then he certainly wasn't Cleveland Odell. No, yeah. no, no. Like that's the thing is that, Odell is still the same player he was with the Giants. It's just he went through some traumatic injuries. And so, like, he did take a little bit of a step back with the Browns. But I don't feel like he took a massive step back. Like, I feel like he's the same player. It's just it was yeah. Baker Mayfield in that offense that really yeah. limited him. Just just a little just a little explosiveness I think he lost, but nothing – Deal breaking, you know. I still yeah, think, no, right. nothing that you would really notice. Like you know, maybe if you were in person, you'd be like, oh yeah, like he's definitely not the, the right, same right. guy. But on TV, he looks. He still knows the how same. to get open. He still can block. Mm-hmm. He's still a smart, smart player. Even though he acts stupid sometimes, he's still well. And he's stupid. a guy that we're not even <laughs> talking about in terms of rejoining this team. But yeah, that could still happen. So that we could also be talking about. Oh, I know. I you, you don't have to tell me that. I've I yeah. I do a live stream almost every day, and so uh, Rams fans ask me. It's it's become a meme at this point. Yeah, uh, of like when is like, he going to sign? Hey, do you, uh, OBJ update. Like I got nothing. <laughs> it's like oh well, this one guy on Twitter that has two hundred followers is telling me that OBJ <laughs> is in LA signing a deal right now. I'm like. <laughs> Some, yeah. some walking off the plane. You know? Yeah, like exactly. He was going to like a Rick Ross party. He wasn't actually going. To yeah, the I mean, that <laughs> that is the thing that I find funny is that yeah. like covering this team and, and having this team move to L.A., you know, it, it's really funny to me because you have these people that will be like, well, he was spotted in L.A. It's like, no, 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 no. this isn't Cleveland. <laughs> like, like if somebody is in Cleveland, it's for a funeral, a wedding, or, yeah, they're signing with the Cavaliers, Browns, whoever. But, like, yep. if, if it's L.A., I mean, anybody could be in L.A. That, it's the same thing with the, oh, well, Kyrie Irving bought a, a mansion in L.A. Okay. Yeah, because he wants to live there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> join, join the millionaire club. I mean, yeah. who who yeah. isn't doing that that has a lot of money, you know? Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I always found that, like, funny as, like, people would be like, oh, well, he was seen at LAX. What, what does that mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like. So uh, was I okay. on a layover. <laughs> yeah, like, all right. <laughs> you know. Oh. Jake, one last uh, one last piece on the NFC West. We move to a fun little game to end the to end the uh, show. I got here. one so question we, too after you, Anthony, but it's really short. Sure. So go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. So we oh, talked yeah. about the who's the guy for the Rams, who's kind of under underneath the radar, going to make a big impact. We talked about Allen. Um, what's a, who's a guy in the NFC West who maybe we're not talking about, but could be a pretty big difference maker that could swing the NFC West, maybe to a playoff berth or to like a division championship. I mean, who's, who's a guy that we're not talking about. That's right on the cusp of being a star inside of that division. Oh man. There's multiple ones I could go here. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I do think Seattle got the best running back in the draft. Mm. Like, I mean, but I don't think he's enough to take Seattle over the top. Um, he's I not do enough think to cover up Drew Locke. <laughs> he's not enough yet. <laughs> I, I do think Seattle could be better than Arizona, though. That's an and interesting take. And, and Seattle I really been so annoying for so long. I wouldn't put it past him to be competitive still. See, like we're we're trained, you know. Yeah, we are, we are conditioned. <laughs> Seattle, we are, we are conditioned. It, it's it's like, it, you know, the whole uh, what was it? That one commercial, the Twinkies commercial, where that's like the Twinkies are still around after the end of the world, and so are like cockroaches. And so is Pete Carroll. Yeah, well, that that's how I feel. <laughs> is that like the end of the world can happen? Seattle will be the only team in the NFL that's existing. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they don't go away. Yeah. So he'll be there smacking his smacking his gum and right. winning nine to nine nine to ten games, squeaking those, in a wild yeah. card. Those, those fake fans, you know, oh. they, they would still be there. So so you get where I'm going with this. But but with the Niners though, you know, they intrigue me because they got a guy that I, I don't really even know what his role's gonna be, um, in Danny Gray, who's very like very fast mm. guy out of I believe SMU. Yeah. Um and, and when they drafted him, I'm like, all right, no one's gonna see this coming, but I honestly feel like that was them saying and, and maybe I'm I'm a little off base here, but I feel like that was them saying, All right, Brandon Ayuk, like th- we're putting some pressure on you because you were you should have been way better last year. And so I think for two reasons, you add Danny Gray does put some pressure on Ayuk. So it's that dynamic. Does Ayuk take that next step like we thought he was going to last year? And then on top of that, is Danny Gray going to supplant Ayuk? Is that possible? Mm-hmm. And I think both things are possible. I mean, Ayuk has to stay healthy, first off. But secondly, like he's supposed to be that next star receiver. And, you know, what he yeah. can do... Um, I mean, obviously, we could talk about you know Trey Lance as being honestly the yeah I mean the key I worry to about the him entire even division. Hit a guy in stride. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, we're probably way off base here because well, way off like as far as like we don't agree. Same page. Yeah, not the same page. Because I think Trey Lance is the key to the Niners winning a Super Bowl. If Trey Lance develops like I think he can, he's one of the best prospects I've ever scouted. Period. Um, he's better than Lawrence. He's better than Fields, and I like him better than Wilson. And I cover the Jets too, so I hope Jets fans. <laughs> oh, don't kill thank me. you. Yeah, I'm also a New York Jets guy. So, oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love Zach Wilson. I've absolutely fallen thank in you. love with him. I think he's going to go yeah. 30 and 13, probably throw for close to 4,000 yards. Big oh, step this God. year. We all think he's taking a big step this year. I, I would well, find it not hard all, to see him like the morning if he does that. Jeez. Not, not all of us because apparently he's the guy, and, and I'll say this over and over again, he's the guy that everyone likes to you know crap on because he's got a baby face. I mean, that's yeah. really what it is, right? Because he's 12 I mean, and he plays for the Jets. Everyone, yeah, I mean, like there's that. no other reason. When you listen to these people – yeah, I just don't think Zach Wilson could be a leader of men. When you hear the Trey Lance stuff, none of it makes sense either. Like, if you think about it, like, why is Trevor Lawrence 12, Mr. 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, Trevor Lawrence, Mr. I have Marvin Jones and I have, well, DJ Chark got hurt, but like all those guys, right? Like he had all those weapons. He had a running back that went for like 1400 yards the year prior. Uh, The offensive line could have been better, but like, this guy gets break after break, excuse after excuse, yep. because he's the number one overall pick. But then, like, Trey Lance, who was drafted, who instantly wasn't respected because he went to FCS. Even though we went through the same thing with Carson Wentz, and then his second year he should have won the MVP. It was stolen by Tom Brady and his torn ACL. But he went to the same school as Carson Wentz that already put that school on the map. Also, North Dakota State, is the FCS Alabama. So let's stop acting like they're a nobody team. Uh, So so that's another thing. But Trey Lance from the get-go has always been the guy who doesn't have the highest floor. He is is such a project. He's not such a project. He's very similar to what Justin Fields is right now. Justin Fields played at Ohio State. Like, can you tell me Justin Fields is that much higher than him as far as, like, ready ability? No. 
So I think if Trey Lance ends up being as good as I think he's going to be, the Niners could be looking at a massive turnaround, getting over the hump, winning the Super Bowl, and then being a problem after the Rams. Because you think about this, it's a five-year window of Stafford. We don't know what you know comes after. We don't know if Sean McVay will retire or not. So the Niners have to be chopping at the bit here and be like, we can get this, you know, Lance guy going. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Like this, this could really work out. So I look at Trey Lance. He's got everything you want a modern day quarterback. He's got mobility. He's got pocket presence. He's got awareness. He's got an arm. And on top of that, he's got, you know, great ball placement when obviously he gets the time to do that. Now we haven't seen a lot of that in the, the NFL because he hasn't played a lot, but this is his year, and I do think, you know, they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be fighting the Rams tooth and nail. And if he shows enough in year two, I expect year three to be that much better. And so he really is, because you think about it, the Rams are going to control their own destiny here. They're either going to be, you know, the best team in the league or they're not. But it's going to be up to the Rams and, and obviously injuries. But the guy that really determines the rest of the nfc west is trey lance because if he comes out and he's astronomically better than jimmy garoppolo which i think he can be then nobody is coming close to these two teams in the nfc west it, it basically yeah. virtually shuts the door on arizona and seattle and and that's that's the big thing there and then you get into the whole well now these are the two best teams in the nfc so you, you know, so I, I really do think he, he holds the key or he is the key to the NFC West dogfight, essentially. I would agree with you on that. And uh, it's kind of been my what I've been stewing on all summer when I'm like, Jimmy or Trey, Jimmy or Trey, who's going to be the like, guy to get over the top? Jimmy's a proven winner. That dude's a gamer and he wins. But I think we've gotten to the point where in the state of the current NFC, I don't know if in a playoff game, if Jimmy is going to beat the that Rams defense. Trey he, almost, Lance could. he almost did, and he was very hurt, but I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. No, I, I, I just think Trey Lance is the guy that if they if they hit on this pick, like, I mean, as you're saying, he hasn't really played yet. If he plays and he looks the part, holy cow. Yeah. Like I just, he, his element and he that showed he some stuff against offense, the Texans. Yeah, yeah, against the Texans at home in a in a what do we win seventeen to ten? Okay, let's not get too excited. Hey, yeah, exactly. but, but I don't but share I, the optimism. You know. I don't share the optimism. I mean, I've gone through five NFC championship game losses in the last decade. Hey, I, I, I'm not blaming you. So I'm not I mean, blaming you. But and uh, yeah, it's just you know, I still love Jimmy. I still trust Jimmy, especially a healthy Jimmy. But uh, I do kind of feel like it might be time to just give Lance the reins if Lance sucks or if he gets hurt we got Jimmy in the back I mean it's not the worst idea in the world so I think the worst mistake they can make is trading Garoppolo or cutting him if I agree, they yeah. really don't know what they how they feel about Trey Lance like if, if this is a guy where they drafted him and they're like oh no like he comes into camp yeah. with like this is not what we wanted. Like they, you like you go to the grocery store to get like, you know, bagels and then like you come back and they're all moldy or whatever. Like this isn't what I paid for. I, you yeah. know, I want a fresh that see what I'm saying. So it's, yeah. it's like that, like where now that's why you bought the white bread too. Yeah. That's why, that's why, <laughs> so, so that's why you don't want to be the exactly. Cleveland Browns where you trade well, your own insurance policy. <laughs> They're right. the most poverty organization. What are, maybe who are they going to start? Who, who, well, they got, were they bringing in Hoyer again? I don't know. <laughs> They're going to start Jacoby Brissett, who I like, oh, but for... he hasn't been the same since he tore his, or M yeah. I think it was his MCL. I mean, he, he is Brissett, what he is. That's he good is for four and 13. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he is but like, he is. that's the thing is like, you're wasting all this talent. We all, we've all been saying, I mean, the Browns have so much talent on their defense, but uh, it does not matter if you don't have a quarterback and Baker Mayfield, regardless of how many times I have clowned him, how many times I have said he is not the guy. He is way more the guy than Brissett. And he's oh, way yeah. more the guy than Deshaun Watson. Cause Watson is never going to play football. Yeah. Well, never next happened. year, next year, but yeah. I, I think he's going to get a ban. I think yeah. he's going to get like an eight-year ban. His thing is his thing is something else. Because because that stuff 
does yeah. not get better. That yeah. stuff unravels over the course of time. And I don't even trust that guy to keep his nose clean like now. Like, who's to say he's not going to go out and do something? Who has eyes what else on him right now? to do with Cleveland other than a massage parlor? <laughs> but that, that's more the reason, though. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Weddings, like, funerals, and massage parlors. Right. <laughs> there we go. We got going on. But, but you see what I'm saying? It's like, I, I just so, – so, yeah, I mean, going back to the Niners, I think – I'm not the biggest Jimmy Garoppolo fan. I've clowned him a lot too, but you know, uh, I think it makes a lot of sense to keep him around unless you feel yeah. like how I felt watching Trey Lance on tape. Like if that Trey Lance is in camp, then I'm sending Jimmy to the next, uh, you know, plane out of there. I mean, like for yeah. real, cause I, I would not want to jump to Cleveland. <laughs> I keep Cleveland. feeling like that's where he's going to end up. He's been linked there more than any team. Um, but, like, the thing is, it, I just don't – like, I don't know what to make of that that organization. I don't know what they're they, – I think they genuinely are so out of it, they probably think Deshaun Watson's starting week. The Browns somehow turned that incredible <laughs> collection of talent they, they amassed, all those draft picks, they somehow turned it into just a one-year window. They did. Yep. It's that's I know. It. just window. a one-year window, and then they blew the game to Matt Castle or whoever was whoever the coach, oh. uh, Chase Daniel. Who who was it? Yeah, it was Chase Daniel came in. No, no, no it was Chad Henney. It. it was Chad. It Henney. was Chad Henney. Yeah, I knew Chad it was some Henney. guy like that. Yeah, Chad they're all the same. That guy's all. They're all. Chad. They no. they blew it to Chad. Like that's it. Yeah. The window. That's the window. It's in. I know. With the was it since 1995? They, they only have one playoff yeah. win. And it was Baker yeah. Mayfield. Was and Baker they're Mayfield. like, yeah, you know what? We we appreciate all yeah. you've done, but uh, we're going to make this about as painful of a breakup as possible. Yeah. As we're putting a ball on this, I think the Browns can be compared to the uh, Rams in a lot of ways in terms of how they built their team. They're that quarterback away. The Rams did the right thing by going all in on a proven yeah. veteran. The Browns went all in on a guy with like 25 sexual uh, assault cases and i mean there was other quarterbacks if they were going to go all in i would have rather seen them trade a draft pick for a matt you know ryan or somebody that can come in and well, be the quarterback. yeah i agree and yeah. and you know kind of going back to what you're saying it, it's like they totally hit a fork in the road where both the rams and browns were building really good cores around their quarterback they thought they're both number one overall goff and baker one team handled it way better. Now, was it the best way to handle a trade? Like where they basically told Jerry Goff after he was traded that, hey, by the way, you're traded and Stafford's our quarterback now? No, but it was not like it didn't come out beforehand. Like they had soured on him. They thought he was immature. Like the tell all article that was on ESPN, that really, that was some yeah. stuff, but that didn't come out until after. They just thought so, he was brutal under pressure, which he is. Well, yeah. there was more than that, but, <laughs> right. you know, in a nutshell, they really didn't try to just crucify Jared Goff. And the Browns did everything they could to just crucify oh, Baker. The Browns have hit a fork in the road 15 times in the last 15 years, and they take the wrong fork every time. <laughs> yeah. If they went with where the Rams were a going. bashing podcast, we're just saying. <laughs> <laughs> if they went where the Rams were going, I mean, they probably would have traded for a guy like Matt Boy, Ryan. They're like, they're like Browns. Fork in the road, uh, Charlie Fry. Fork in the road, yeah. Brandon Whedon. Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. Oh, boy. Okay, I guess the final question. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a – it's not a very nice question. All right. Um, <laughs> do you think – Coming from the Niners fan. Do you think fan. that was a bad call against Logan Wilson on third down? <laughs> Wait, like in the Super Bowl? Yeah, like the final drive the Rams had, the third down pass interference on Logan Wilson where he makes a nice play on the ball and bodies Cup a oh, little bit. Oh, the one where he kind of – And they, no, and they, and they, he, threw, and they his... threw the flag because Cup has the respect of the league. Well, no, because if that was the case, then they would have thrown the flag when Jalen Ramsey got his like helmet ripped off, basically, by T. Higgins at the start. So there's no excuse because at the start of the new half, you're, I mean, all eyes are on the big play downfield, and they're like, yeah, we didn't see it. 
And Jalen's like, really? Like he got like ripped yeah. off the entire Higgins get, away, Higgins get away with that one, but but in a in a in a vacuum, <laughs> we're talking about the Logan Wilson play in a vacuum. Yes, but in the Logan Wilson call, he like yeah, moves yeah. cup shoulder, tug. which but you can't do that though. Yeah. Well, he kind of simultaneously tugs and slaps the ball. It's now for I the mean, record, this is from a Niners fan. Who also bet on the Bengals? Who had a large bet on the Bengals' money line? I also had a large bet on the Bengals. You should have done that. They were never going to lose that game. Well, clearly, the Bengals. The Bengals might have. And I respect the Bengals, but the Bengals would have lost by thirty if OBJ didn't get hurt. Like the only reason, because keep in mind, their game plan was just don't let Cooper Cup get the ball. Don't let Cooper Cup get the ball. Like, we're good. Like, right? Like, we're just, like, don't let him. And then it was not working. Like, OBJ bodied one of the best nickel corners in football in, uh, you know, Hilton. And then. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Rams deserved to win the game. I just thought the call was a little soft. <laughs> well, I would say that in that case, while it does seem a little soft, right? Right. You're doing it right at like the time where it's going to get called if you do anything like that and on the best receiver in the nfl at the time so yeah i hear you on a like, game winning drive and and, and yeah. another thing i would say in the is, middle of the field yeah I, like, I get it i get it <laughs> like he wore like the really like the red like the bright red colored gloves Good if gloves, he wore like too. white gloves yeah. He True, easily man. probably doesn't get that. You got to think hard that. about these things. You're right. You got. He should have yeah, worn white, white gray, and blue gloves to make it look like. That's right. the thing. Like yeah. Bill Belichick. Like if he was on the Patriots, that wouldn't happen because Bill Belichick would already have had that drawn up. He'd be like, no, no, no. You, like, what are you right. doing? Wear white oh, yeah. gloves. Bill, Bill would have found a way to just you're right. steal that one. So I mean, yeah, Bill wants to know where where the coach is on the other sideline the whole game. Yeah. Like he's he's like, wait, do you got do you got eyes on Sean? Like in the first Super Bowl, he's like, "You got eyes on Sean? Where's Sean? Where'd he go? There he is. All right, I got him." Like he's literally just, like this guy is thinking of every single way to cerebrally like win anything. Oh, yeah. Like he's just uh, like gamesmanship is what they would but, call it, right? But that's that's what I'm yeah. saying though. Like yeah. the gloves, but also there was a, a call on Henderson. I want to say it was Daryl Henderson. I don't think they did. They didn't call that. And I think that was more PI than the cup one, which would have, if they called it, would have been the same result. I remember so, the Henderson one, and yeah, you're probably right. Uh, so I think that's all it was. I think Bengals fans just let, not you, but Bengals fans just like to complain uh, because, you know, I think that they were a lot of fun to, to talk to, you know, throughout that, that time. Um, and there's still plenty that I talk to, but there's some that are very insufferable because, you know, they, they totally put a blind eye when uh Jalen Ramsey had his face ripped off, but then you know they're like, but 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 that that play I really the... hope that they don't become one of those fan bases that we've loved I'm them for so that. long because they were the lovable losers and now they're fun. Don't they better not flip the switch and you become can't do that. When, you got when the Bengals are eight and nine this year they'll they'll feel normal again. <laughs> I, to be fair, I do think they'll be pretty good this year. I also uh, like them this year, but yeah, yeah it's it, like big step, big step back. It That's did it. bother me though, like hearing the complaining because it's like I understand it's a Super Bowl, but like you guys were literally a wild card team essentially. Like you, you know what I mean. Like that's basically what you guys were compared to like what where the Rams were. You know what I mean. So yeah. it's like you you were playing like you you played in a division where the Ravens lost everybody, the Steelers had the corpse of Big Ben somehow still <laughs> got to the playoffs, and then the Browns are the Browns. So you know what I mean. Like I want to give them credit. But then when they start yeah. coming out and, like, you know, ignoring the Jalen – I think that's the one where I was just done. Like, if anybody wants to complain about the Super Bowl, <laughs> that is the worst call, the worst no call it, I've ever seen. It was seen a big it. swing, too. It did lead to seven, which uh, I think – Oh, I, yeah. I had some money on Higgins scoring a touchdown, so I'm all right with that. I had him, I had him for a, the Super Bowl MVP on outrageous odds. So I yeah. was <laughs> kind of sad when the Rams scored at the end because I think I might have hit that. You might have. Yeah, Jake. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna wrap up here with a fun game that uh, we that we like we like to call password. So how this works um, is you'll see the screen somewhat like this, and on the screen is gonna be kind of a jumbled internet password that is gonna be a clue to who the NFC West player is. So they're all current players. Um, some are Rams, some are kind of mixed in. Um, so it's gonna be a clue 
kind of in computer code jumbo about who the player is. We'll start with what I, I think is kind of an easy one. So we'll start with this just so we get used to how this is how this is working. So which NFC West player is this? I'm going to assume this is Aaron Donald. You are correct, sir. So, yeah. So now we got a little bit of how this thing works. That would be Aaron Donald. All right. So let's get into it. First one up. Which NFC West player? <laughs> let's see. Muscles. And I see 53. That is... Uh, huh. The 53 doesn't have anything to do with the clue. Just to, It's just because so they look like the letters. The yeah. 5 is like an S and the 3 is like an E. I don't want right. to go ahead and steer you down the wrong direction there. I mean, I guess I'll say Nick Bosa. Pretty close. DK Metcalf. I could have accepted Bosa there. Bosa's got Show muscles. They're just for show. It doesn't actually use them. I could have I gotten in on that one. <laughs> what do we got here? Young... Lisson, Bison. Oh, Bison. Young Bison. Oh, yeah, uh, computer code, man. Man. Uh, I don't even know. I, I mean, if you're talking, Bison is like, I feel like a power back and a young power back. Ooh. So, I mean. Kind of. But then again, maybe it's just a running back. Then I'm going to say Eli Mitchell. Sort of a runner. North Dakota Dakota State alum. North Dakota State Bison. North Dakota State Bison. Oh, I got you. Oh, yeah. These are are definitely a little bit tough here. Lion no more. Oh, this should be Stafford. Bingo. Yep. 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 Bingo. Matthews, Matthew Stafford. And we got one more here. Let's see. 21. Baby Yoda. Uh, <laughs> uh, who? Someone like totally. Well, I mean, Russell Wilson Fish. ruined this entirely. Uh, cause he all of a sudden had to make it like right. his. This is definitely like an insensitive nickname to our Towards a towards a oh player. yeah, this is Kyler. Kyler <laughs> yeah, Murray. Sure is. I got yeah. my own nickname for him, but it's not really PC. So yeah. we don't I love we it. don't really we roll got, it out. We got one for more guests. for you, Jake. This is a bonus. It's a classic Rams player, so not a current Rams player. We're gonna throw it up there for you. Oh four. Beaver 39. Oh, uh, obviously. So it's Oregon State Beaver, and that is going to be Steven Jackson 39. Bingo. S Jacks. S Jacks. I knew knew he would get the S Jacks one. Gotta love S Jacks. Little disappointed after you talked about Trey Lance for 13 minutes. You didn't get him. (laughs) I was was waiting for him to get Trey Lance. Yeah. Well, to be fair, uh, I did get like a bunch of them. So, yeah. And to be it's fair, the uh, computer code is not. It'll get you. It'll get you. It'll get you. I love it. Well, Jake, thank you so much, man, for taking taking time out of your day to come on and talk some talk some football with us. Super Absolutely. super knowledgeable guy. Uh, Twitter handle is up on the screen at JK Bogan, and then down downtown Rams on the bottom of the screen, everybody can see. Uh, I put up the Twitter handle there. It's just at the down, downtown Rams, um, at downtown Rams. Sorry, uh, and. Huge, huge fan of your guys' work. Was following you guys throughout all of last year. Appreciate um, that. Was, yeah, you guys do a really good job covering covering the game and great access for fans like us who are trying to get more more into the different teams, not just our own. So definitely appreciate it. Thank you for covering the Jets too. Yeah, good oh, luck absolutely. this year. Good luck this <laughs> year. You. I hope you don't have as good luck. Uh, yeah, I, I hope we're coming but, back and you guys are talking about NFC championship game. That's what that I would be cool, about. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would like to come back and, and be talking about a Ramshet Super Bowl because my oh, channel, man. my Don't channel would literally explode. I, I can't even stand up right now after you just mentioned that. I can't even. <laughs> you can't talk <laughs> Jet Super Bowl around me right uh, now. Well, um, hey, you know, I I'll say this: I would not be surprised if the Jets weasel their way into the playoffs. Me neither. Let's yeah, go. I like that. They they need way more respect. Their offensive line from left to right is, is very solid. They got a really good young quarterback that finally has not only protection, no but he's weapons, got a, no. a sense of direction from the brass. Those uh, offensive weapons are nothing to sneeze at. I mean, yeah. 
Brees Hall and Michael Carter is going to be a really nice tandem. Davis defense looks nasty because the the defense yeah. has guys like Quinn and Williams, John Franklin Myers. You you know you go out you get uh, Sauce Gardner and uh, DJ, uh, DJ DJ Reed. Reed you know DJ who, Reed, I mean yeah. you know obviously get those, from you the, get those injured dudes back too like Marcus May and uh, whoever the uh, Carl right, Lawson who, Carl Carl Lawson who, who, and well, Carl the, Lawson's who, back who's yeah. the middle linebacker from Alabama who never can stay healthy. Uh, CJ, CJ. Mosley. Yeah. 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 That but, team could be good. Well, I, I'm looking at a guy what that's going to be a tone setter for them and was kind of like surprised to see them make the move. But when they, they added Jordan Whitehead, I was like, all right, right. all right, this, this team is going to get that, that yeah. fierce, you know, yeah. like they're, they're going to have that Jamal Adams back in, in, in the yeah. back, you know, I, I, at least yeah. I think with, I Jordan. think they're lost, the second I think the best lost. team in the AFC East. I, I I think the losses are going to look a lot like twenty four to twenty and not fifty six to twelve. Oh I yeah, they're they're going to yeah. be they're going to be a tough team. I do think yeah. so too. Yeah. I mean, I would be surprised if they start off because the first four games they go against the AFC North for some weird convoluted reason. They're yeah, they're running the AFC North gauntlet to start to, to start the schedule, the just the, the first make, four games. Bang bang bang! They're yeah. weird. But uh, I think yeah. they're going to go one and three then. I think they'll have some growing pains, but I think they end up with around eight to ten wins on the season. So. And the, win is the Browns, because... right? The win is the Browns, right? Right. Yes. There was some yeah, images surfacing the you know internet of Mac Jones flexing, and he actually had a, a single muscle there. So watch Ooh. out. Oh, yeah. Out. I, to be yeah. fair, I do like Mac Jones. I do, I like, too. I, I just, like what the Patriots yeah. are doing. I just but, like ripping on them. Um, oh, yeah. Or like what they did last year. I actually don't like what they did all this yeah, year. Yeah, I hate them more than anything um, in the world. <laughs> well, we, I mean, have, could, we have two other co-hosts. It could be me. They, 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 they beat yeah. the Rams in the Super Bowl twice. So I might hate them more than Seattle. It's really close. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I think it's weird because I don't even hate them anymore because I, I it got so obnoxious with the whole like Brady made Belichick that I started rooting for the Patriots at one point just so like <laughs> Belichick would win games and people would shut the hell up. Um, taking that team to the playoffs last year should be an accomplishment. Winning seven games the year prior with a quarterback in Cam Newton that was dealing with COVID and regardless wasn't very good. Yeah. It's also yeah. an accomplishment in itself. But yeah. no, I think the team that I, I hate right now, uh, it, it's weird because like the Niners, yeah, like I don't love the Niners, but I don't know, man. The, the Cardinals are starting to really move up there as far as like fans yeah but I'm, I'm starting to really enjoy their incompetence and the quarterback revealing himself as a little baby yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool right. i mean it, i just think it's funny because like none of them realize like it was actually really funny when i was like it doesn't matter if you have deandre hopkins like you're not gonna do anything and then they're like well we have deandre hopkins and then literally that second <laughs> It got announced that DeAndre Hopkins was going to miss like the first seven games because he's a cheater, and I was just <laughs> laughing because there were all these Cardinals fans were coming at me on Twitter and telling me how like, well, look at Kyler Murray when he has DeAndre Hopkins. I'm like, that's great because breaking news, I just dropped it, and it was like <laughs> they're not going to have the first seven games. It's like, yeah. I, yeah. it's not hard to notice like right. they do not the the second half of seasons Kyler breaks down. Uh, even and teams adapted, teams adapted to his style. I mean, you can only run around so much before teams figure out a way to stop it. And you got a good secondary like the Rams do. They single covered the receivers. Kyler's afraid to throw the ball early, and he's getting sacked seven times, nine times. Whatever. He can't read yeah. the middle of the field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can't see over the center. Yeah, it was yeah. a train wreck. And yeah. keep in mind, I like Kyler, and I liked Kyler nah. coming out. So – I'm just telling you what I've seen is that this guy has a lot of talent, but yeah, he's going to have to figure he's honestly kind of going through the same thing Kaepernick went through. Like the things that were working initially aren't going to just continue to work forever. Like you have to change your approach. Like when Kaepernick, you know, broke onto the scene after Joe and Dunbar, like killed out, you know, Alex Smith, uh, Kaepernick wasn't stoppable. No they one knew how to they stop. They the back-to-back NFC Championship games in the Super Bowl. Murray hasn't even sniffed that, so let's let's pump the brakes. <laughs> no, but it's it's the same concept though. Is where yeah. then Kaepernick yeah. now has to turn into more of a pocket passer, which you know. I hear you. Agreed. So yeah. agreed. Kyler's gonna have to, and honestly, I think we saw it a little bit last year with Dak Prescott. It's just and two Cowboys years before that with uh, Lamar, where uh, Lamar has become a better pocket quarterback. 
I mean, just just this past season, he was showing more of that. Fun I think fact it's a big, of that. I think Lamar it's a big Jackson. revenge year for Lamar. Lamar and the Ravens. I think it's a nice revenge year for them. Exactly. I'd look out for it, them. It is pretty big for them. But but fun fact is that with Lamar Jackson uh, at Louisville, uh, a lot of people the the common misconception is that he was like, you know, Michael Vick, and he threw. He actually struggled to throw on the run. He was actually really good in the pocket. That's what people mm. don't realize is that. So this pocket presence, like, he's only going to get better, and he's already good at that. Once he gets, and this is the thing that is the misconception, once he learns how to throw on the run with accuracy, he's going to be virtually unstoppable. He's going to be on the same level as Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes right now. And that that's the thing that no one wants to admit. Steelers fans don't want to admit for sure, although love my Steelers fans. They're very, very nice to me. Uh, you know, Browns fans, it doesn't really matter because, you know, they thought they had that in Deshaun Watson. They're not going to have anybody. Those people, and then, those, people, those people are half dead anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I think then, Deshaun Watson is better on the run than he is throwing on the run. Oof. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah no. I, uh, but no, I, I think that's uh, that's something that's not talked about enough for uh, for Lamar's that I think he he is a pretty solid pocket passer. And yeah. He, he sure had is. to deal with a, a weird type of season this year. And honestly, this is the fun thing, you know, about the, the Cardinals fans is that they look at, which by the way, is one of the worst trades I've seen in recent memory to get Marquise Brown. That trade was incredibly stupid. Yeah. Um, but you already have Rondale Moore. Yeah. I, yeah. Why don't you use Rondale Moore for <laughs> once? Like, or, or just give him to somebody that is going to use yeah. him. Uh, but so they go out and get Marquise Brown. And you talk to any Cardinals fan and they're talking about it as if it's like LeBron James and, you know, Dwayne Wade playing together as best buddies. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, like, awesome. You know, that's so great. Well, well, here, here's the facts, okay? The, the Ravens became better when they got rid of Brown. Brown has a serious drop issue. He dropped six touchdowns last year. You know, that, that game when they had to hit the 66-yarder yeah. against the Lions, the right. Lions, who had not won a game yet, that was only close because Marquise Brown dropped two touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think they're and better off without him. Yeah. yeah. I right. think they're better off without him. I'm uh, pretty excited to see what the Ravens do. And I think they're uh, better with uh, Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Ba- yeah. I mean, Bateman is legit. Well, yeah, yeah. And I did, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they add somebody? They added, um, I'm, I'm blanking on it too. I just did all the previews and everything too. Yeah, they, oh, no. they ended up adding another wide receiver. I also too. like Devin Duvernay as a kind of switch. Duvernay is a good player. Well, Sammy Watkins left for Green Bay, but they did add somebody else. I'm blanking on it. Watch right. Sammy Watkins suddenly just have like a career resurgence with Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, I, I guarantee it actually. And then they're going to lose this first round of the playoffs. So, I, I, will, I will say this though. They, they went out and they added two tight ends. Uh, both pass catching minded. So that's not a shock to me because you got Nick Boyle, who's more of a blocking guy, Mark Andrews, who's turned into one of the best tight ends in football. And now you got Charlie Kohler coming over from Iowa state in the fourth round. And then you also uh, bring over Isaiah likely, uh, you know, from coastal. And so another fourth round pick and, both of those guys are more receiving minded. Although I heard that likely has been just a lot better in, like, you know, in the mini camp, he was a lot better than uh Kohler. But the point is, is like, now you have Bateman, you have Duvernay, and then you added, you know, Tylen Wallace in the draft the year prior in the fourth round uh, out of Oak state. So that's somebody you have James Prochet from 2020 in the sixth round. And then they added a guy that's very interesting in Makai Polk. Uh, you know, UDFA this year. And then you add those two tight ends who I think are going to be flexed out wide, not true wide receivers, but flexed out wide. It's, so it's a good trade. It's a good trade because I don't think Lamar really needs to have that guy. He'll make plays. No. He'll get people open. Mark Andrews is that guy. And I, he doesn't need to hear that. He needs to throw it to him. Yeah, either. I don't think he need. I don't <laughs> think he can really support a top tier number one wide receiver because of the style he plays. I don't think he needs it. So I yeah. Yeah, and then we're we're probably going to get in week seven or eight the annual is Des, you know, Bryant going to sign with the (laughs) uh, Ravens. We'll get the annual. No, it's it's going to be someone's going to come out of left field on like Fox Sports one or something and be like, but wait, Julio Jones has not been picked up yet. (laughs) This was the plan all along. This is the guy for Baltimore. And then like John Harbaugh will just be like 
no, it's not. Like no. we're not we're not actually gonna get Julio. Julio Jones is done. If no one can pick up on that, like <laughs> he might play again, but oh, he'll he'll get signed, but he's done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all you need to know is that Tampa doesn't have him, and the idea of Julio Jones playing with Tom Brady sounds like a cheat code. If you really just think about it for a second, but then the great roster and you know, like Madden. Yeah, yeah, but like that's the thing. It's like Larry Fitzgerald would still be awesome in Madden because you'd be able to control Larry Fitzgerald. Now, you know that that's the difference. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's. Well, Jake, thank yeah. you, man, so much for uh, joining us. Everybody, go give Jake and the in the downtown Rams a a follow. Um, you got a YouTube presence. You got a lot of great stuff going on there. Appreciate um, that. So everybody make sure to, to check them out online, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube, everybody. Check them out and give these guys a follow. It's great stuff. Thanks for Pleasure joining us today, you. Jake. Pleasure having you. I got to go I gotta go brush up on uh, all my NFL news and notes to keep up with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's honest, you guys man. are too kind. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate it, man.